Welcome to today's Conduit episode on communication as it relates to persuasion or influence. My name is Jerry Bierman. I got Rick Meyer on with me. Rick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Fantastic. How are you? Super duper. So uh, let, me, let, let me set the persuasion and influence is not the same thing as manipulation. So let me, let me start there is that um, somebody gave me the definition years ago that Manipulation is trying to get other people to do what you want them to do because you want them to do it. And influence is getting other people to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. And so kind of using that as like healthy influence, healthy persuasion. Um, if you had, a, you, have a, you have an opportunity right now to speak to, um, well, a lot of us. But if you're coaching a, a, a young professional uh, around the, the art of communication uh, to, for the purpose of persuasion or influence, give us some, give us some insight on uh, how you would coach us through that. I recently heard this idea that you need to connect before you correct. And I think the same is true when it comes to persuasion is I feel like if you cannot connect with someone on a personal individual level if you cannot if you cannot ha have them trust you have them understand that you care for them and that you are looking out for their best interests if all those things are true then I think that you can help to persuade them in the direction that they want to go. And I do love that definition, Jerry, because I have, it's taken me a while to understand this concept and you've introduced it to me a couple times, but there is a difference between manipulation and persuasion. Yeah. But there's also, because in, because you, you made the distinction of, of persuasion is just helping people to, to see and do what they already want to do and achieve. And, and I think that is true, but what's really, what's really sweet is when it's a win-win, right? So when that is true of them and that, that's also true of you. So, and, and I think that can, that can happen. Yeah. So one of the, you know, again, going back to trust, um, I think sometimes, uh, I think some of my failures in the past where when I was trying to rush the influence, um, trying to rush the persuasion before I built trust and connection. Um, so I think there's two parts to it. One is not even trying. And then, you know, which is one extreme, um, which I think we've got not to get into society issues, but I think we've got issues where the pendulum swings so far one way or the other. And so one extreme is don't even bother. People do what they want to do. And the other is a leader, you have, you have a voice and you have influence. And so then um, building a foundation of trust, you know, a lot of times uh, I remember, I don't know, John Maxwell probably is famous for saying, you know, some leaders think they're leading, but they look over their shoulder and there's nobody following them and they just realize they're taking a walk. Yeah. So foundation, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's important also to consider that sometimes in this idea that you need to help people see what they can't see themselves. 
So whether that's a situation um, or something they're going through or even a way of thinking that you can help to persuade and influence them down a path that maybe they haven't thought before. Like, oh, I've never you know, thought of things like that or I've never yeah. thought of my situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. What, um, when, uh, when, when you're frustrated, like for, if you're again, coaching somebody and they're frustrated that they're just not able to influence or persuade, um, people, you know, in the direction that they want to go. So a lot of times, Rick, I, I visualize, and I talk to our staff about this, like envision that you're sitting on a, around a table and somebody's across the table from you. Um, and then physically you could see yourself, like how would you, building trust and connection, and then how do you slowly move them, you know, in a direction maybe to the end of the table that's mutually beneficial? Um, give us some, some things that you've done in the past that maybe some things that have worked and maybe some things that haven't worked. What hasn't worked is just telling them what they need to do and how they need to see the situation. Yeah. So that, that, that doesn't work. Or talking down to someone because they just don't understand Ooh, yeah. what you understand or you want them to understand. Yeah. So those are things that just don't work. So what does work sometimes is, like I said, trying to connect, connect with with their story, connect with their heart, connect with what they're trying to achieve and accomplish and, and, and really build trust and knowing that you are listening and you care about them. So if you, if, if I'm sitting across the table from you, Jerry, and, and I'm able to in that moment and moments prior to that, have you feel like I care for you and that you trust me and I, I want what's best for you well, then you're going to be much more likely to listen to what I have to say and help you move you from, from one side of the, of the table to the other, so to speak. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, I think the, 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 the core truth is because no one's going to listen to you if they don't believe you, right? You got to be believable. You have to be trustworthy. You have to, you have to exhibit some type of care. Yeah. And if you can do that, then you break down those walls that people have built up. So yeah. you got to break down those walls. You have to sit with people, understand them, seek first, understand, and then help them to be understood. Yeah. And then I think really help, help move that. Yeah. Well, we're going to hit on that next week as well as, is uh, communication as it relates to um, taking a position, to make sure that you understand the other person. But I think you bring up a good point that resonates with me as well is that, like if I know where you're, if I know something that you're interested in achieving, um, I know something that you want to achieve or some place you want to go, and then um, again persuading or influencing you to take a certain step that you and I believe is going to uh, help you move in the direction of, you know, your goals. You know that that it sure is helpful if I know. You know, for instance, physical fitness. If I know that you want to get into shape, and um, you know, and I can say, "Hey, Rick, um, you know, do you have any gaps in your schedule in the afternoon that we could do some trail running this week?" Like that's a that's an invitation into doing something that you said you want to do, 
uh, with me. And so something as simple as influencing or persuading, suggesting, sometimes persuasion can be from suggestions. You know, what are you asking questions? Uh, what do you think about, um, you know, what do you think about this subject? And just getting engagement sometimes can really help, um, you know, with your influence and, and, uh, and persuasion. Do, do you, as you hear the word persuasion, does that have a negative vibe to it? I would say so, yes. I think it, it can be, it, to your earlier point, I think some people can, can view that as manipulation. So again, I think it depends on, on how you approach the situation and, and what your, what your heart is for it. If, you know, if you're trying to get someone to see things your way and it, and it's not beneficial for them, you're, yeah. you know, you're kind of taking advantage of them. That's manipulation. Yeah. But even, I feel like even if you're trying to get someone to see things your way, can be good if it's good for them as well. So it really, I think comes down to what your intentions are yeah. towards no, that other person. Yeah, that's good. What are your motive? Like if you get pissed off, like, you know, again, I've got tons of bad examples. If you get pissed off, like you're trying to persuade somebody to work out or influence them to work out because they said they wanted to work out and then you get angry at them. It's like, you know, which, which I've done that before. It's like, Frick, Rick, you said you wanted to get in shape and now I'm saying something, you know, to encourage you to get in shape and run with me and you won't do it. And so I think, um, I think your influence, the other, the other pieces I'm saying this is that, um, you know, your, your, your attempt to influence others can also reveal to your point, your motives and how you respond and react when they do or don't, um, when they, where, when they are not influenced by your suggestion. That is tough. And I, I experience as a leader, as a leader, you experience that all the time, right? Every day as a leader, you're, you're working to influence or persuade with, with good motives. And, um, I think it's a, when I say it's a lost art, I, I see more leaders not speaking. You know, the people would say, you know, the best way to influence people is by your actions. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But we also, we also have a voice. And so, to your point earlier, if your if your actions and your voices are incongruent, you're going to have a very difficult time uh, influencing people long term because it's going to come across disingenuine. Is that fair? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime that comes across that way, it's 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 hard to influence anybody. And and I think it's important to to also consider this idea of creating context around what you want to influence people into or so one thing I've been trying to do is be really intentional yeah. in understanding what how people might be coming out of situation reading through what they might be saying to understand the truth of the matter yeah. and then trying to build context around why I think this is the right way to go and, I, and I've seen this bear fruit and, and one area that I'm growing is I used to be like well this is just the way it is and, and so I don't know why you don't see it but this is it and now I'm, I, I feel like if if we can tell a story yeah around 
why, why we think someone should think some way, build context, and not in a defensive, like, well, you know, trying to, this is what I did and this is why, and have kind of excuses, but more of like, well, you know, this is where I'm coming from. Yeah. This is the situation that is present, and, and, and these are the factors that influence this. And, you know, and I thought about that, but, I'm, you know, and so all those different things, I think. So building out some, some context, telling a greater story helps, I feel like, lead people and influence them in a, in a direction that you want them to go. That's good. Yeah, being a good storyteller helps. Good. So my, my takeaway today is, is having uh, check your motives before you even attempt and then uh, learn to tell stories that, um, that help people um, see and maybe even encourage. Maybe there's stories that have hooks to it that help uh, when you walk away that, that that story might last a while with them. That's good. It's tough, man. I, yeah. I, and going back to leadership, I don't, I'm not, I'm around a lot of great leaders like yourself and, and Ryan Beal just pulled up next to me, you know, a great leader and um, I don't see you guys uh, abusing your platform. And if anything else, what I find with humble leaders is they speak, I think, a lot less than they could. So my, my encouragement in my attempt to influence uh, humble leaders like yourself is to use your voice more. And so, but, and I think, it's a, I think it's an art. And I think it's an art that from a leadership standpoint is really worth, uh, it's a skill the skill that's really worth exploring yeah. and getting better at. So, all right. That's good. That's good content for today. I appreciate you, Rick. I will see you shortly. Thanks, Jerry.